Welcome, uh, everyone. Hello and assalamu alaikum. Welcome to part two of our episode with Ms. Usma Gilani. We had a really good discussion last week on part one, and so I'm really excited to uh, continue it here. We're going to just uh, get right into it, actually. So I'd like to talk about multiculturalism, particularly among the South Asian community in, in Canada. And sort of how important it is to kind of get out of your community and not sort of be restricted to the bubble that you create around yourself. And uh, so, Isma, you can go ahead and continue your thought on that. Yeah, as I was saying, I think I feel like personally, I don't like to restrict myself to just my community uh, in terms of where I live or where I work or what I want to do. I feel it's really important to be engaged in the community that you live in. I mean, you can be engaged with causes back in Pakistan or wherever else that you've come from. There's, nobody is saying that you shouldn't do that. But it's really equally as important to be part of things that go on around you, especially, you know, with me, when I moved out of here, I think there was a kind of bit of a negativity around Muslims in the US. It was that time right. of, you know, a couple of years ago. And yeah. you could feel some of those impacts here. Now, I didn't have bad, any bad encounters or uh, negative experiences, but I really felt that it was important because I, I, I felt that, you know, even the few people that I did know who were South, either South Asian or Arab or whatever, like who were Muslim where I lived, sort of, you know, did that. They kept to them themselves, they kept to their own communities, they weren't, they didn't know what the heck was going on around them in terms of anything. So, and they're happy to be that way and that's fine. But yeah. then, you know, when you do that, then you also cannot complain when people have a negative opinion or mm-hmm. look at you negatively or, you know, when people don't take the time to understand you, it's because you're also not trying to take the time right. to explain yourself. So you have to be, I feel like you have to be out there. I was always out there. Um, I, it helped that I worked for a community council. So I was already kind of connected to community issues and I was part of initiatives and I, you know, I did things we'd go, um, if there was a flood or a food drive, I take my kids and we would go Mm. because it was important to me to show that I'm part of the community. This was also my community that was affected by the floods. Um, and we're here to help just like everybody else. And my kids are involved. So I, I really made a point to do things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't for show, like I was doing it because I really wanted to, Mm -hmm. but it was also driving, driving home a point that I'm an active member of this community. This is my home. Mm -hmm. I care about it as much as all of you. And that's why, I mean, I went to the good city council meetings, you know, who does that? Like I just, (laughs) I'd I'd go anyway, because I wanted to know what they're talking about. Right. And I I joined, I don't know, I joined so many things back then. I, yeah. I don't feel the same way anymore, but back then I did because I was like, oh, here I am and I want to be at every table and I, mm. I want to be part of every discussion because you need to hear my perspective because you don't yeah. know it. So... Um, that's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no that's so uh, that's so important and it's interesting that uh, yeah you you reframe your thinking of community as well uh, people think my community is based on my my race or my ethnicity not so much the people yeah. I'm the people I'm around and uh, that's uh, yeah that's that's so important to think of it like that and you know from my I mean my, in my opinion I think yeah it's so important of course that Canada has its multiculturalism policy obviously right it's had so yeah, many benefits. absolutely it's also yeah. at the same time led to what you're saying is saturation of communities and causing mm-hmm. alienation, as you said, with, with the yeah, outside, absolutely. within the national yeah. framework, let's say. And yeah. one yeah. of my areas uh, in my program actually uh, of interest is trying to identify what a Canadian society is. So what a Canadian community is. And it's getting harder <laughs> and harder to even answer that question or even That's ask a big that question. question. 
That's a huge of, question. <laughs> and and I feel like part of that is because you know there are there is this this tendency to saturate your community and kind of start to box yourself off. And yes, you're given a place and you're given you know opportunities, mm -hmm. everything. It's great, but at the same time, there is this sentiment of sticking to your group and not kind of venturing out it's, into this unfamiliar. Yeah, well, you know, I know. It's fine, you know, whatever floats anybody's boat, but I just feel like, you know, there's so much that you can do. Even in terms of giving, I feel like, you know, I meet a lot of people here who will wait until they can send a donation to a cause that they care about in Pakistan, or they will collect their children's toys and clothes and say, oh, is somebody going to Pakistan and take the suitcase with me, with them, for me? Like, why are you doing that? I mean, are there no places here that you can give? Yeah. And okay, fine. If you don't want, if you if you really just want to give to uh, Pakistanis or Muslims or whatever your thinking is, that's fine too. There are mosques here. You know, go to a mosque, exactly. uh, drop off your donations there. Why do you have this thinking that the only good you can do is back home? And also, when you're part of a society, uh, when you you know you're calling this your home, so there's a bit of a social capital that you need to pay back also and you do that in terms of either volunteering your time if or giving to causes that are important around you so why why not think of it that way um and why just restrict your giving to certain things that are just why be so insular i mean why make silos when you can do things better together um i'll give you another example i used to when I was in Montreal, we had, um, there was a big food bank called, I think, uh, Moisson Montréal. And then there were these little Muslim food banks that were kind of struggling and, you know, they can't keep up. They don't have resources. They don't have anything. And I said, well, why can't you join in with the big food bank? Because again, at the big food bank, they have no idea about Muslim dietary restrictions mm -hmm. or they're not, you know, they're not thinking about you because right. you're not advocating for yourself. Right. So why not come together and serve all the communities rather than struggling in like little pools of, you know, these little silos. It's almost creating competition in a place that no, where competition- competition, because I mean, if you're a Muslim food bank and you're only giving to Muslims, then you're only serving one community, but then mm -hmm. there's somebody else who's bigger than you, has more mm -hmm. resources, has, you know, a better infrastructure, has, uh, what do you call it, a network of, you know, other actors that they work with. So why not advocate for yourself there, uh, join them and do something a bit better? Why yeah. must you think that you are different and separate yeah. and must only take care of yourself because nobody else will? Because they will, yeah. but you have to tell them. Yeah. Um, you have to tell them. So if you don't tell them, they don't know who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so interesting that you frame it. You associate assimilating into a culture with charity and being being uh, involved in philanthropy in yeah. that community. That can be your gateway into assimilating. It is. Absolutely. Not, not assimilating. A natural um, member. Oh. Yeah, but not assimilating. Just, okay. uh, yeah, I don't like the word assimilating. So not assimilating. You are holding yeah. on to who you are and to your beliefs and your identity, right. but you're you're working with other people. You're partnering. I see. So, I should say, um, yeah, I should say, incorporating yourself into that society as a, yeah. as an individual. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. uh, that's a, that's a good point. And yeah, because a lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people tend to take it as as the word I used incorrectly is assimilation, that yep. they forget their culture. They kind of they think they have to leave it behind in no. order to become part of the Canadian, the North American uh, society. And uh, you're saying a way to cope with that uh, is 
is to involve yourself in in initiatives and in helping yes to build bridges right. and okay. you know because we have a you know we have such a large and and growing south asian community and um i don't feel like we like i keep saying we, we don't advocate for ourselves enough um there are a ton of non-profits and charities or whatever we don't apply to go and sit on their boards um mm -hmm. we're not involving we don't go to city council meetings yeah we don't, yeah. you know, we don't take part in these things. So we're not advocating yeah. for ourselves. We're not yeah. letting yeah. our identities or our preferences known. Yeah. So you can't really blame a system mm -hmm. and sit there, sit in that system and then, yeah. you know, pick faults in it and saying that it doesn't take care of me. You need to push a bit to get yeah. you know, yourself heard. So why don't you show up? Um, yeah. Why don't you um, join initiatives? Why don't you go sit on a nonprofit board? Why don't you do something that's going to show, you know, show you as right. part of the society? And that can, that can help you uh, to kind of break out of that overzealous uh, bubble that you mentioned last time Yeah. Um, <clears throat> of, of just involving yourself and being completely just engrossed in, in your own home, like what's up, whatever's going on back home. Yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, you know, I, I understand that we're, you know, we, we have deep ties. We have families back home. Uh, we have family members that we want to take care of, or we know somebody who's needy, whatever. I understand all of that, but there are lots of opportunities that are far more convenient. If you really want to give, you give around, you know, where you are. Don't stop giving there, but also try to find an opportunity to give something where you are. So how can, how can students do that? Uh, if, you know, typical university... Bye. By volunteering, I feel like you can volunteer and you can make it meaningful. I I think I call myself a professional volunteer because I think I have more volunteering <laughs> on my on my CV than I have actual work because yeah, yeah. uh, it was a way to fill the gaps, um, mm. you know, a way to just keep active and do something while I was not able to work for whatever reasons because my right. life has been pretty um, interesting, <laughs> right? Or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Sure. So volunteering is great because it connects mm -hmm. you with things that you care about hopefully mm -hmm. and it's counted as work experience in mm -hmm. Canada so anything that right. you do as a volunteer is you can put it down on your CV as your work experience and yeah. it will be counted as that so it's not time wasted yeah. and um, it's a great way to figure out how to work I mean especially when you're new to Canada and um, uh, you know it's not like nobody's doubting your skills or educational background or your abilities but you know there is something yeah. to be said about really figuring out how to work in a Canadian workspace because right, right. you're adapting to a new culture and new ways yeah. and different people different from yeah. where you came from so right. it's not that you're dumb and you don't know how to work in an office, yeah. but it's really about the norm, the social norms, really. Um, and just the way yeah. that the ethic, I guess, so the way people work. So yeah. that's not that anybody thinks that you're too dumb mm -hmm. to adapt to Canada. Mm -hmm. It's just that things are different. Of course, so. yeah. So so going along the same vein, I guess, uh, are there any pieces of advice you would give to individuals who just feel like they, you know, they won't be able to find friends and they won't be able to, to identify in this society? They won't be able to find a place in the society uh, around their bubble? Uh, are there ways for them to break out of uh, out of that? You, you mentioned, of course, you can do charity, but sort of on the more personal level. Um, uh, I You could join a class. I mean, yeah. if there's something that you're interested in, you could go to the community center, um, find something that you're interested in, and you'll meet other people that way that have the same interests and you'll make friends that way. It can be yeah. hard. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert on that either. I don't have like a huge social network. So I well, shouldn't be giving advice. But I feel like that's the best way to start when you want to. That's what I did. I When I moved here, I uh, 
um, joined something called the Newcomers Club where I lived. Mm -hmm. And it was a group of women. It was a women's mm -hmm. club. And it was amazing. They were mm -hmm. all a lot older than me. But okay. because of that particular time I was new and I wasn't initially mm -hmm. working most of them weren't working whatever like they had lots mm -hmm. of activities um mm -hmm. and I could I made friends mm -hmm. and I learned a bit about where I lived and they had advice to give and mm -hmm. it was fantastic I think it was the best thing that you can do is to try mm -hmm. and find these little um interest groups or right. whatever you're interested in it will right. lead you to making friends yeah and and I guess <clears throat> so my question from that would be like were there any sort of changes in mindset that you had to go through or you ended up going through when you went from newly, newly moved, newly immigrated in the newcomers club into working with Canadians and being integrated into more, you know, Canadian communities rather than South Asian communities? Was there any uh, changes in your thought? Yeah, I, I think it doesn't entirely apply to me because I lived in a lot of expat communities, for, had, sure. had lived in a lot of expat communities um, yeah. for years before moving here. So I was kind of used to being alone around people uh from other places in the world and right. um and i love that too i just i really enjoy mm -hmm. that um just meeting you know people from everywhere so i think i didn't have a huge adjustment in that in those terms but i can understand that it might be a little intimidating yeah. um for mm -hmm. new people to join um these kind of clubs or but you know you never know you you'll only find out if you join if you like well, it or if you'll get along with somebody or if it'll lead to something else so yeah. the first step is to just try yeah, at least try. So I guess I'll broaden my question then. Uh, not not just you know Canadians, but for instance, you worked a lot of inter mm -hmm. international people, and that mm -hmm. involved people who were not basically were not Pakistanis. Oh yeah, was yeah. there a mindset change there? Uh, and what would you say? Like, what is it about that interaction that you like so much? Uh, okay, what I like, which is what I like, is just that you know when you meet somebody who's from somewhere entirely different from where you grew up, uh, it's just that you know, their difference in perspective. And and when you're meeting people in these international settings, when they've moved from somewhere and you've come from somewhere else, you have all these experiences to share. And um, I, I don't have a way of describing it. I just feel like I just like learning about other cultures. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm very experimental when it comes to food. I like trying different mm -hmm. cuisines from different places. Mm -hmm. I like to make them too. Mm -hmm. And I love to cook my own food and, you know, invite my foreign friends over and say, okay, here come, you know, mm -hmm. let me treat you some Pakistani food. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, food is another way of connecting people. I find that's a great way to connect people. Mm -hmm. If um, you, I used to have, I used to go to a book club and I would mm -hmm. take uh, a big pot of masala chai. Mm. that yeah. everybody was just crazy about and that was a way to connect um because mm. that is what made people talk to me and then that led to mm. other discussions and so right. yeah I don't have a way to really say um what is it about it that changes my mindset but yeah. I think I've been in it so long that I don't know where the shift happened yeah that's fair and well I agree food is such a gateway into someone's culture right it's so yeah. personal but it's also very so approachable um but what I'm getting from that is that it's almost that you have to break yourself away like you have to break your passion away from your your specific brand of say bit of culture say food say music whatever and kind of focus on your love for and your passion for the thing itself the the cultural artifact itself so it's your love for food it's your love for music and that can help you appreciate others as yeah. well and that is a connection that you can form 
and kind of, yeah. of course, yeah. don't leave yours behind. But that is, yes. you sort of reframe it almost. Is that? Yeah, it can be anything. It could be, it could be literature. Like I like reading exactly. uh, ethnic literature. I love it. Like I'll read literature from anywhere in the world. Right. Uh, it just give, gives you such an insight into the way people think or live and uh, what they do in, in life. Mm. I've never probably have never been to China, but I, I've yeah. read a lot of Chinese literature. I really yeah. enjoy it. Like, um, yeah, of course, and it extends beyond your just your culture, right? Yeah. It might one of my teachers call it. It makes you bigger. It makes you. Yeah, like, absolutely. Things, it does. More things, it does. More yeah, yeah. yeah, that's so, uh, that. Yeah, that's very interesting. And so I guess, uh, you know, related to that, I feel like a, a sort of a wrap up uh, to this is what if you were to talk to um, a South Asian, like a recently immigrated South Asian, um, what would you say? What would you tell them, for instance, that you wish maybe people had told you uh, about, you know, trying to integrate yourself fully into a culture? We've covered this a lot, but what is something that you hmm. wish you had been told and that you could tell to someone in your position? I don't know. <laughs> to think about that one. And that's, yeah, okay. and that is, that captures uh, the, the, the natural <laughs> sentiment, of course. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. And that's quite interesting in a way is, is there's no one yeah. thing to say. I don't uh, think there's one thing. I don't think yeah. that there's one like kind of, you know, piece of advice that I could give. I, same stuff that I've said before, just, you know, keep your, you know, be open yeah. to, uh, to new experiences and new people and new things and connect with your community, like find out what's happening around you, go to an event, um, you know, be, just get out and yeah. not just focus on your Desi event of the year or whatever, just get out and meet right. people and you might yeah. surprise yourself with what you find right yeah, yeah be open to the possibility of enjoying it even because that's not yeah. i feel like that's not something people think of uh, at least from from my experience in my community in the south yeah. Asian and uh, don't be afraid of the cold okay that's one piece of advice <laughs> yes that's a very concrete <laughs> do piece not of advice. do not be afraid of the cold just put on a nice spare boots the right yeah. clothing get out enjoy yeah. it because there's so winter is so long here and right. i think that's one thing that somebody had told me when i moved here Mm -hmm. And now that I think about it is not to be afraid of the cold and yep. to, to learn to enjoy it. Okay. I was probably too old to go and do like a winter sport. I'm not interested, but sure. I made sure that my kids learn how to ice skate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they have a way of getting out and enjoying it. It's not just misery and it's not miserable. Um, it really I, isn't. Well, that's very topical, uh, especially because we're in the middle of January right now and yep. people need that motivation to actually go out and enjoy this yep. daunting weather uh, in Ottawa. It's daunting, but of course in a lot of canada it can, it can oh feel yeah it's just meditating. it's just gray here we have rain and there's no snow so yeah no i remember living in toronto and yeah that was that was the case uh, it was pretty heavy though uh well it was my first it wasn't my first experience mm -hmm. of snow but it was very different like canadian i don't know the canadian winter is almost it's a unique thing even if you've seen oh snow. yeah yeah that's all you talk about all year right uh, the weather exactly. So, exactly yeah even when it's, it's not very perfect, canadian that's for sure yes well about? um I, I feel like it's a great wrap-up for for our listeners we can really you know I, I took a lot from this discussion so so i really hope that our listeners can as well um thank you so much uh Uzma. i really appreciated you sharing your perspectives and your stories uh, there's so much to to go over i feel like we could have a whole series uh, you know based oh on my god no yeah. nobody wants well, to hear me we don't have to, but uh, but the option is there um but thank you for being yeah. uh, on our first episode it's really exciting and uh yeah, to everyone you. thank you uh to the people who joined us uh on our on our episode for listening stay tuned uh, for next week uh, and following episodes on our instagram on our discord uh and inshallah we'll see you soon take care